Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... The money and the sandwich. (laughs) That'll make sense very shortly. Uh, We have what I would say might be one of the most unhinged episodes of cult podcast to ever exist. Um, In quite a while, I would say, yes. Yeah, if you ever wanted to understand the entire belief system behind QAnon, boy, do I have great news for you and terrible news for anyone you talk to in the following weeks. Um, And if you didn't, too bad, because that's what this is. (laughs) Exactly. But before we get started, wanted to uh, give you some news. Hey, if you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast. Also, you like the jokes I make, I have another show called the Rooster Teeth Podcast, where we do lots of fun little stuff and talk about a bunch of things. Uh, you can go to roosterteeth.com to check that out or youtube.com slash at Rooster Teeth Podcast. That's the at symbol Rooster Teeth Podcast. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun. And Paige is on two other shows as well. Yeah, you can hear my voice on Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod. Uh, and you can see me in the Bay Area, October 22nd and 24th. Keep an eye on my Instagram for details. Nice, 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 dude. Well, without any further ado, let's hop into the rabbit hole page. The hole. The hole. The hole. Don't drink the For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm, organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership, organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers, organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships, and organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando J. Torres. And with us we have... Anon. That's right, Paige. <laughs> it's finally happened. We've done 270-something episodes of Cult Podcast, I believe. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I finally, I'm joining it. It cracked me. I read no. through it all. It's got me. That's the end of the QAnon series, everybody. It's real. No. <laughs> end, of, end of the line. I believe it now. I can't. I can't with you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we're back. We're back again. It's QAnon part three. Uh, before we get started, I want to run you through the sources, um, after which I, I feel like it'll become painfully obvious what I'm talking about. Uh, We have an article on QAnon published by the Anti-Defamation League. We have an article on the Calm Before the Storm dinner by Margaret Hartman, published by New York Magazine. We have an article on on the Lock Her Up chant uh, by Mithili Sampakumar, published by The Independent. We have several archived posts from 4chan and... The Biblioteca Anonyma. We have several archive posts from Twitter, Reddit, and 4chan. Several posts from the website Know Your Mean. The HBO docuseries Q, Into the Storm, created by Colin Hoback. Cannot recommend that one enough. It's honestly so just, a, it's just a good watch. It is uh, a great watch, yes. 
We have the video QAnon, the 21st century's most bizarre conspiracy theory by decoding the unknown. We have uh, the AMA that Colin Hoback did on Reddit. Uh, we also have Kill All Normies, online culture wars from 4chan and Tumblr to Trump and the alt-right by Angela Nagel. Again, fantastic book. And finally, we have 4,966 archived posts from Q between October 28th, 2017 and November 28th, 2022 on qresur.ch that I read through. Page. I read all of them. That's that's more than ten posts a day. Yes. Th- th- this is like clo- like fifteen ish on average posts a day. Somewhere between ten to fifteen posts a day. That's oh. insanity. I want to be clear. There's a lot of posts, especially towards the end, that are just like "good job" or oh, "plus okay. sign, plus sign, plus sign, space, plus sign, plus sign, space, plus sign." or a couple of images. There are a lot of those. The first, I would say, 200 are a real wild fucking read, though. (laughs) And then it just starts uh, continuously getting off the rails. Um, Some plot lines, I couldn't finish. I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't tracking all of it, because... Uh, people who fell... I mean, sorry. Other people who were uh, Mm red-pilled by QAnon... Um, like me, a fellow red pillar. No. <laughs> they had the benefit of going through this over the course of many years and right. uh, several days. I had Saturday. I had Saturday and <laughs> summer Friday and I fucking fried my brain. Do not research this stuff when you are baked out of your mind because eventually, even if it's fake, which it's not, even if it's fake, you start like, following these rabbit holes to be like what are you fucking talking about and then it's three in the morning and you're knee deep in jfk assassination conspiracy theories oh let's talk about jfk assassination theories let's do it i am ready i keep up on my jfk assassination theory research (laughs) so that's totally serious I, I know you're serious. We talk about it <laughs> more than none, which more is the amount. More than most people, yeah. Yeah, more than none is the amount, uh, none being the amount that I talk to most people about it. Mm-hmm. Um, even once is too much. And I sure. feel like it's been a lot. Okay, let's start. The story of QAnon begins in October 2017. Cardi B's debut single, Bodak Yellow, was at the oh. top of the charts. Uh, Got a bag and fixed my teeth. Mm, The public had just found out that Beyonce was pregnant with twins. Twins, Paige. Twins. And audiences eagerly awaited cinematic masterpieces like Boo 2, a Medea Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That took me back because I will never forget sitting in a car with Crystal Adams, driving under a Boo to Medea Halloween billboard. And we turned to each other and we're like, should we go see it? And we thought about it, and then we just ran out of time and didn't go. <laughs> it was, honestly, it was quite a time to be alive. Uh, but despite all of those things, America was kind of confusing scary and you could almost feel something terrible brewing below the surface 
just like Boo 2, a Medea Halloween. Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw a, a billboard for Q uh, on my way home today, and I went, oh my god, should I see it? Oh, should I see it? And the answer is always yes. On Read October between the lines. <laughs> do your own research. Yep. On October 5th, 2017, then-President Donald J. Trump, and the J stands for genominal, uh, <laughs> Donald held a dinner at the White House with a guest list featuring all of the country's top military advisors. This formal annual event happens every year and serves as a way for the president to bond with his commanders. But at this, his very first gathering of the military minds, Trump decided to share a message. As he, his advisors, and their spouses stood in a line posing for the press, Donald pointed at his guests and said, you know what this represents? I don't know. Maybe it's the calm before the storm. When asked for further explanation, he only replied, you'll find out. Jesus Christ. And, and here's the thing. He's a moron. So even he didn't know. Like, yeah, he's not like wildly planning ahead. He's just flying by the seat of his pants with his weird swirly yogurt hair. Like <laughs> he doesn't know shit. <laughs> he just talks. I, he, I don't even think he listens to himself. Uh, so, OK, oh, I'm going to get a little bit through this and then I'm going to give you my first uh, unprompted. Uh, unscheduled dive into the speculation zone because I know I know it's going to happen a lot Um, so almost immediately everybody who heard this let out one big collective what the fuck are you talking about Uh, political pundits, they, they speculated that it was about his plan to pull out of the Iran nuclear deal, which with hindsight, we know led to Iran continuing to produce nearly weapons grade uranium as, uh, as recently as earlier this year, uh, 2023. So could the storm be a nuclear apocalypse? Maybe Paige. Maybe. Maybe. News stations tossed around the idea that this was actually about North Korea, because with all the North Korean missile tests and the joint U.S.-South Korean military training, it felt like the storm could be a sequel to the Cuban Missile Crisis, which, if you remember, we actually saw in the 2012 reboot of Red Dawn. Mm. Um, Wolverines. Wolverines, a movie that all I remember about it, the reboot, is that Mm -hmm. it stars Josh Peck, and that it has confusing Subway product placement that suggests that Subway both A, is willing to stay open under military occupation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and B, that Subway is extremely easy to rob. Those are the two things that Subway does in that Here's movie. Here's the thing. Having been in a Quiznos while it's being robbed, I can guarantee you that Subway is also easy to rob, but you aren't going to get that much money. No. Um, I told you about the time I was in a Quiznos while it was being robbed, right? I feel like I, I talked about it on the show. I think you've told me. I don't know if you've told it on the show. Please do. <laughs> I was in line and I was like, what is taking so long? And I looked up at the counter to see a guy say, put the money in the bag and give me the sandwich because he made them make him a sandwich. <laughs> Okay. Okay, Paige. I got to I got to I have a real pressing question. Sure, of course. Is it better mm-hmm. 
to order the sandwich before or after you initiate the robbery. He ordered the sandwich before he initiated the robbery. I know what he did. Because I'm saying he needs to get the sandwich. Ooh. <laughs> I'm saying I know what he did, but I want to know what the strategy is because I'm just going to play it straight, dude. Sure, sure. Quiznos doesn't have the little red button underneath the desk so right, that you exactly. can call the police. I, you know how I know? Because the next thing that happened, I got up to the counter and I was like, yeah, I'll get a classic Italian because <laughs> I'm, I have lived in Los Angeles too long and I am a shell of a person. And uh, the guy behind the counter was like, just a second, I have to go call the police. <laughs> and I resisted the urge to be like, you made that guy's sandwich. <laughs> Because I'm an asshole. And so, indeed, I did let him call the police, and then they made my sandwich. Um, okay, here's my yeah. thought. My thought is that I'm going to make the sandwich of a guy who has a gun out right now. I'm going to make that sandwich slap. <laughs> Primo. Yeah, it's going to be the best fucking sandwich you've ever had in your entire life. Uh, <laughs> but conversely, I do love the idea of somebody with a planning to rob a Quiznos uh -huh. with a gun that is hidden going, yeah, no, put on the extra sauce. I don't care that it's extra. <laughs> I don't care that it's extra. Yeah. Add mm -hmm. guacamole. <laughs> yeah. 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 Double meat, double meat that bitch. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, here's my thinking because the no red button theory only works if there's only one person working there. And I do sure. believe there were two. Right. So like, because there's always somebody in the back. It's very rare that they're just alone, right? So I feel like you got to order the sandwich first, but you should double meat, guacamole, whole nine, extra bread, whatever, uh, to like maximize it. Because I think if you rob them and then wait for your sandwich, that just gives the cops time to get it. Like they're going to make that sandwich so slow, mm -hmm. like as slow as they can make it without you actually shooting them, which also I don't, I don't remember seeing the gun if he actually had one. I don't know if it was loaded. I don't know anything. I just know that he says, give me the money and the sandwich. And it's still one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. And he didn't threaten any of us. We were just standing there on our phones doing nothing dead to the world. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have just realized a key flaw in in this plan of mine to to do it before you rob this the this, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. I almost called it the hot subway the Quiznos the um, Quiznos because it is a hot subway they toast toasted. the sandwich which toasted. means that if you if you pulled out your heater and then we're like <laughs> and then they're like we'll put the sandwich through our heater yeah, yeah like you're gonna I'm sorry sir you're gonna have to wait five minutes for it to go through its little conveyor belt <laughs> right you're just watching it travel through hoping the cops don't get there in time yeah <laughs> now to address uh. your other point though about subway being open under martial law mm -hmm. i do think that if any place was going to be open under martial law it's subway and 7-eleven oh Those yeah too absolutely and uh red dawn 2012 they hit it right the nail right on the head okay uh, now we're going to get to my little speculations on theory, because I'm going to be straight up with you again, and I feel like I'm going to say that a lot this episode. Um, no one knows what Trump meant by the calm before the storm. You can come up with a thousand different things. I honestly believe, based on what we've been able to learn about the situation through hindsight and through, uh, I would say, like 
writings or or articles written by uh people that were sort of involved in the story or at least in sections of the military that would have gone to that dinner um sure. i think what he meant was that <laughs> was that the the storm was going to be a bad debate over dinner i think if you look at the facts <laughs> I think you can I can prove to you that Donald Trump had been openly insulting the military throughout <laughs> that entire week and then the military uh retaliated as lo- as well as the CIA retaliated by saying that they had to delay their debriefing process because they genuinely didn't believe Trump was going to become president. <laughs> so you, just, you have two sides that are fucking subtweeting each other and attacking each other on live TV, and now they're about to go head into a private dinner where there's no press. I think he was talking about that that makes sense I, I, I but here's the thing again it could be anything it could be like i'm not supposed to have tomatoes my doctor says i shouldn't i'm gonna have heartburn <laughs> later i'm I gonna wanna, blow up that toilet it is the calm before the storm i wanted to go to quiznos uh nobody would listen to me that's <laughs> that's actually what he was talking about so twitter gave us even more possibilities they said that the storm was the war on isis Uh, They said that the storm was a reference to a possible second desert storm. Some of them even said that the storm was a literal storm uh, that we should all be actively preparing for, possibly by robbing a subway that was forced to stay open during the storm itself. Yeah. Um, Oh, absolutely. Or a Quiznos, apparently. I guess any sandwich shop. No, Jimmy John's would shoot you. Any other sandwich shop. I feel shop. like Jimmy John's would shoot you. James Jonathan Sandwich Emporium, stay strapped. For oh, yeah. sure. And, but and, like, <laughs> what about a Togo's? Like, now I'm like, which sandwich place? Ike's would try and talk you down. Mm-hmm. Just because they're love and sandwiches, right? Ike's would Firehouse give you, subs, they'd, Ike's, they'd wreck your shit. Ike's would give you all of the money in the register and then pull out their wallet and give you <laughs> right. the money in their wallet and then write down their phone number and go, in case you ever want to talk sometime. Yeah, and here's some extra crazy sauce while we're yeah. at it. Jersey mm-hmm. Mike's Firehouse Subs, both of them would fucking stab you, okay? Oh, they yeah. would they you would be dead before you even pulled the gun out of your pocket. They're right? waiting for it. They're like, yes. "I wish a bitch would try to rob us. We are so ready." Jersey Mike's has ties to the mafia. I'm not following <laughs> that up with any information. <laughs> We've got a giant tub of tuna salad and we know how to use it. <laughs> You'll be sleeping with the tunas. <laughs> oh my God. I'm yeah. going to put you in a body baguette. <laughs> body baguette. Fuck you. Oh, that's so fucking funny. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whew. Okay. Yeah. This isn't even about the episode anymore. I want you listening right now to tweet at us and tell us wh- what your favorite sandwich shop, how they would react to a robbery. <laughs> to a robbery? Oh, okay, though. We got a t- Yellow Deli. Oh, Yellow Deli would... would uh, <laughs> Yellow they Deli. Got. Would- That's the Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches treatment for sure. I feel like you're right. But what I want to believe in my heart of hearts is that that they would like yellow deli would pull a midsomar and oh. like 
Con- yes. Convince you, like, while you're robbing them, someone would go outside and, like, cut your brake lines and be like, why don't you just stay? Maybe you didn't need this robbery. And then they would fucking kill you. They'd they would show you into you. a bear and be like, this is our time. You came into our house. Yeah, and before anyone from any legal team wants to get mad at us for saying that your sandwich shop would murder a person, we're still right. in the speculation zone. I never left, all right? <laughs> that, that shit holds up in court, asshole, so come at me. I'm trying to think of other sandwich. Ooh, Mendocino Farms. <laughs> Mendocino Farms uh, gives up immediately, immediately. Immediately. Immediately starts crying and rolling on the floor going, no, please, please, I want to live, please. Oh, please take this free prosciutto and mozzarella with a balsamic glaze and candied almonds. Paige, I can talk about good. Paige, I can talk about sandwiches all day, but I have six more pages of episode. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. Q is for Quiznos. Oh my god. Oh my god. Follow the breadcrumbs. Follow the breadcrumbs. It's the calm before the storm. (laughs) Shut up. Almost everywhere online, people were talking about and debating over what Donald Trump meant when he said that a meeting between him and his top military officials was the calm before the storm. And of course, this includes a certain board on 4chan called Poll. On October 17, 2017, just 12 days after the now infamous dinner, Anons threw out their own suggestions in a thread that was titled calm before the storm this meant everything from there's an impending alien invasion uh to they're gonna microchip everybody but one big contender one that had been prevalent on poll for over a year now was that it was in reference to the arrest of hillary clinton now most americans are pretty familiar with the phrase lock her up yeah. yeah, Paige, let me hear you say it loud and proud. I refuse. <laughs> the day after that election, I just laid in bed and stared at the ceiling and cried. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, God, I feel like I've talked about this a million times, but I was at a comedy show that was like, uh, they were, what do you call it, projecting the, the election results. results on the back of the bar and less people watched the comedy show as it got worse and worse. And then they ended the show early because no one wanted to do comedy anymore. I, I had a very similar experience. I was booked that night and I showed up and the host showed up and no other comics and no other audience showed up. Mm. Literally the two of us walking through an empty flapper is going like, we're canceling this show, right? And they were like, yeah, just go home. Just, <laughs> like, it's it's a bad day. <laughs> yeah, I got to shut down this flappers, but first I got to lock her up. The restaurant. No! I'm talking about the restaurant. I'm talking about, I got to go. <laughs> I gotta lock up the restaurant. Lock up the restaurant. It is the chant that took the uh, well. It took both the 2016 Republican National Convention and Venice Boardwalk shirt makers by storm. Ever. True. Yeah. So true. It completely changed the economy of dudes who make shirts on the side of beaches. Yes, absolutely. Ever since the news of Hillary's private email servers broke, people have insisted that the problem was worse than uh, what the mainstream media made it out to be. Paige, this is the second time that I want to take a uh, break 
for a quick speculation zone that I did right. not initially plan to talk about, but now I want to. Let's um, do it. In 2018, mm-hmm. Donald Trump and his cabinet appointed a new head of the uh, Pacific Southwest Regional Office of the Environmental Protection Agency, also known as the EPA. Mm-hmm. This person was one Michael Stoker, uh, who... He has served some political office before. He was the California Deputy Secretary of State from 2000 to 2002 under Republican Governor. Governor is what I said. <laughs> Unironically. Arnold Schwarzenegger. On accident. Yeah. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I have a Governor shirt somewhere. Somewhere in my home. I do. From that time. Yeah. Here, here's what sucks. I didn't mean to say it, but it did come out. It's, you know what? I have a fun fact for you. Uh, mm-hmm. So my mom is a teacher and they she she teaches at a school that's seventh grade through 12th grade. Mm-hmm. So they take the eighth graders to the Capitol um, sometimes and they took them on a tour. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is the only person whose portrait doesn't have a plaque saying who it is <laughs> because he specifically asked not to have one because, quote, who wouldn't know who I am? <laughs> Which is such a baller. <laughs> it's so like it is dropping your giant dick on the table and it eventually people won't know. Just history will move on or whatever. But I do think that's hilarious to be like, no, don't put my name on it. Who wouldn't know the Terminator? And it's like, you know what? You got me there. That, that fucking rocks. That's, that's <laughs> incredible. I actually want to do that with any time I ever get my face in anything. Don't put my name under it because either you should know who I am or uh, just let history wash me away, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of it anymore. I'm going to be real with you. I, again, this is like the 19th time I've said it and the, out of 100 times I'll say it in this episode, I'm being straight with you. Um, mm-hmm. this research makes me want to fucking buy a cabin in the middle of nowhere and never talk to another human being again. I fucking hate doing this research. So you could be the Uno bomber? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, anyway, speculation zone. Speculation Governator. Zone. Yeah, uh-huh. he worked for the governor. One of his other, um environmental uh previous work experiences is that michael stoker also once worked for greca oil and gas company a company with numerous complaints of environmental regulation non-compliance uh and according to the associated press a company that had spilt more than five hundred thousand gallons of oil in southern california (laughs) this seems like a conflict of interest sir it does. It does kind of seem like a conflict of interest, but you know where some people might recognize Michael Stoker from? Um, he is the one who both coined the phrase and started the chant, lock her up. No! Oh, bruh. What? Yeah, the lock her up guy was appointed as the head of the Pacific Southwest or whatever area of the EPA with its headquarters in Sacramento. Or no, San Francisco. Um, but he refused to ever show up to his office in San Francisco instead remoting in from Los Angeles, which, uh, kind of a baller move. Honestly, I hate the guy, but that kind of rocks. I mean, he, I I guess it depends on what they were paying him. Maybe he couldn't afford to live in San Francisco. Um, 
I, I thought it was just because, as Alec Baldwin's character on 30 Rock once called it, San Francisco is the people's gay public of Drugafornia. <laughs> <laughs> that is its scientific name, yes. And we are proud of it. Thank you. <laughs> so this this idea that Hillary Clinton needed to be locked up, it, it had been... Um, it had been sort of broadcast into uh, popular culture through Twitter, through YouTube videos, and of course through chanting. But a lot of people believed that it was actually way worse than what mainstream media was painting it out to be. But as we learned last week, there was also a huge following within the ranks of Donald's cult of personality that believed that the truth was darker than anybody could imagine. The dedicated detectives behind Pizzagate believed that the Clintons were at the center of a demonic democratic cabal of child molesters with a taste for blood and pizza. Real good pizza. I mean, I just had some real fucking good pizza and the pizza place with the amazing pizza. We tried, they have arancini as well, which is like little rice balls. And those were fucking amazing too. Mm. They were filled with cheese. Mm, mm, mm. So you're Risotto saying and cheese. So you're saying you're fried. you're an enjoyer of cheese pizza, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Lock her up. Lock, <laughs> Lock her me up. up in a cheese cave. I'll eat my way out. <laughs> and this belief, whether it was ironic or sincere, ranged from the. I'm going to say semi-sensible people um, Mm -hmm. in that they're completely believing a lie, but whatever. Uh, The semi-sensible people who believe that certain Democrats use their political influence and billionaire friends to prey on children. That is a sentence that uh, I believe is true, but not to the extent at which they are alleging, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But then on the other side of it, you have people that uh truly believe that like <laughs> that the clintons got together with obama at a dc pizza spot to commit diabolical and unspeakable crimes so you know it really truly does run the gambit and between anons that were arguing over just how evil the clintons really are was a user who posted something different this didn't look like speculation this looked like information next to a picture of an american flag was a comment from an anonymous user that read, HRC extradition already in motion. Passport approved to be flagged. Expect massive riots organized in defiance and others fleeing the U.S. to occur. That's right. According to this person, Hillary's arrest was already approved. Her travel was being controlled and the entire Democratic Party, knowing that their time would come, was about to riot in retaliation. So what makes this post any different from the other bullshit? Well, first of all, it is dry as hell. Unlike yeah. the other shit posts that you will see popping up on threads, um, it doesn't contain any slurs. There isn't mm-hmm. any all caps ranting. It's not really a reply to anything specific. It's not like engaging with the community. It's just sort of boop, there it is. Yeah. An informational um, text. Yeah, and everything is written just like you said. It's informational text. It's like it's a matter of fact, like it is all true. Second, the photo that the user chose to add to the post, most people on poll either use images um, 
of like a rare Pepe or a, some obscure Nazi meme that you would need a lot of time on the internet to understand, or yeah. they're just imageless comments that are being left. This user picked a good old fashioned American flag. No Eagle, no God bless, just a simple PNG of the old stars and stripes. But perhaps the biggest difference between this post and the others was a little part at the end that read, quote, proof check, locate a National Guard member and ask if activated for duty October 30th across most major cities. As if to say, don't believe me? Find out for yourself. Also, as an aside, activated for duty is what I call my ass after I eat cheese. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that duty coming. There's a Baby. storm a brewing. <clears throat> Clap them cheeks before the storm. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of them shits where I got to take all my clothes off in the middle. They <laughs> but like once it's over, how good do you feel? So much better. But there are times where I'm taking a shit that I can't have anything touching me and I start Same. fully clothed and I end up naked. Yeah, um, it's my house. I own the land. I'll <laughs> shit how I please. Thank you. Almost immediately, other Anon started latching onto this strange comment, asking all sorts of follow-up questions. But instead of answers... They were met with a longer second comment featuring a mix of confusing questions and mysterious statements. The questions felt like a teacher trying to get you to come to your own conclusion. They asked stuff like, where is Huma, Anthony Weiner's wife? Where is Anthony Weiner being held? Why? Why does Trump surround himself with generals? Who has access to everything classified? But the statements raised more questions than the questions themselves sure of course there were statements like hillary has been detained but not arrested this has nothing to do with russia yet whoever controls the presidency controls this great land and then there were two separate mentions of a single word mockingbird it almost felt like a way to break the code and almost as if to signify that this was like a game, one where the more that you play, the more that you'll learn to understand it and decipher some hidden truth, the comment ended with the phrase, God bless fellow patriots. Almost as, almost as if to say like, I wish you luck on your journey of deciphering what I'm trying to tell you. That's ridiculous. When I heard Mockingbird, my first thought was Hunger Games, but that's Mockingjay, I guess, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He was, it's actually, QAnon was actually a really deep psyop trying to get people to go watch the latest Hunger Games. The latest Games. Hunger Games. <laughs> Within the first two days, from October 28th to October 30th, we got 13 Q drops in the form of these confusing question and statement style comments. They asked Paul to look into everyone from Obama to the Rothschild family to fucking MS-13, baby. I The amount that they try to associate MS-13 with Democrats who wouldn't know MS-13 if it gatted them in the face is so funny to me. Because I'm just like, do you think Obama like meets with them regularly? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> this is yeah. so crazy. We'll get into it a little bit next week uh, when we talk about like, 
the spread of some of this ideology because okay i'm gonna be uh honest with you this entire episode you're gonna learn everything that QAnon believes that is the point of this episode next week we'll talk a lot about how it spreads and what i think is interesting is that so many of the people talking about it like and breaking it down and also focusing on the ms-13 element are mostly non-american people uh like weird especially a lot of people from like south uh south africa and like new zealand and some people in like sweden and shit where you're like oh so you just don't know what ms-13 is right well some of those too because there's some in that uh into the storm documentary there are people who are not american living outside of america who are so invested in this and i'm like why do you care yeah like if somebody told me they're like, there's a conspiracy that Prince Charles is actually a lizard, I'd be like, I mean, if you've got facts, I'll see them, but I'm not going to dig too far into it. Yeah. Well, so the fun part is we'll actually get into some of that later in this episode. Uh, the nice. less fun part is that I honestly think they're trying to paint MS-13 as the modern day Contras in like terms of like the the conspiracy theory that uh the cia you know sold yeah, yeah, yeah. drugs to mm-hmm. uh freeway ricky ross the namesake for rick ross a rapper yep. who used to be a correctional officer I, yeah wasn't he a parole officer yeah, yeah yeah he was just like i don't know anyway that whole story is crazy um and will come up a little bit later but that's how they tried to do it so you get you get you get them asking you to look into Obama, the Rothschild family, MS-13. Then they make these bold assertions like many in our government worship Satan or that the Mueller investigation was just a ruse to make President Trump look weak so that his enemies wouldn't know how strong he really is. This is the 40 chess bullshit that I can't with because I'm just like, look, Simone Biles couldn't do these mental gymnastics like it's, <laughs> you can't. It's this is nonsense. But on November 1st, 2017, we got what I believe to be the first official Q drop. Uh, and he, here's what I mean. Instead of commenting within other threads, they finally made their own post. It was titled Breadcrumbs, Q Clearance Patriot. And as with the other comments before it, there was a series of questions and statements this time summarizing the previous three comments into one place. And while you might think that this is just a way for the game to reach more people, to those who were following, it was like more of a confirmation. Just like most of the previous comments, the post started with a short statement. SCIF, military intelligence. Now SCIF or SCIF is shorthand for Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility which is a tool for preventing data leaks. It is also like code for a secure room, basically. Um, Got it. And if you Google military intelligence, you'll find out that it doesn't just refer to what the army knows. It is a military discipline that uses information collection and analysis to provide guidance and direction. But again, what the fuck is this person trying to say? Well, if you are a fucking sleeping sheeple, let me lay it out for you, you <laughs> fucking idiot. 
If you have classified information, even if it's terrible, horrific shit, and you leak it, then you are fucked, dude. You are so fucked. Remember Julian Assange, the guy that we mentioned in the episode uh, one, in episode one of this series, who leaked evidence of human rights violations and was met with criminal charges and a life on the run? But what if you left just breadcrumbs page what if the earth shattering classified information was just stumbled upon what if you use the discipline of military intelligence to decipher the answers to seemingly random questions and connected the dots yourself and then you could learn the secrets the ones that the powers of evil don't want you to know about and all it takes is a willingness to follow the white rabbit page most bread is not toasted why does toasting make things delicious? <laughs> Who knows? How good is their salami? What's with the vinaigrette? It's delicious. What is inside it? Is it cocaine? Maybe. <laughs> Why would a Jimmy John shoot you? Is Jimmy John's... James Jonathan, Sandwich Emporium, Free Smells. <laughs> it just says James Jonathan at oh, the no, wait, top of every... It? Complimentary aromas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Not Free Smells. Uh, so what is, what is this truth? What do you learn from reading 4,966 Q drops? Well, let me fucking tell you, because now that I have this information in my head, uh, I decide that you have to have it in your fucking head too. And I hope just like me, you fucking want to talk about it to everyone. But anytime you do, people get genuinely and unironically (laughs) worried about you. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) I guess what I'm trying to say is I hope you, like me, finally understand what it's like to feel like your shitty aunt who (laughs) believed in QAnon that one time. Oh, jeez. God damn it. Okay. According to Q, it all started on November 11th, 1963, when John Fitzgerald Kennedy was assassinated. The death of a president so likable and charming that he overcame being Catholic and having a name like Fitzgerald devastated the nation. Not ever since then has there ever been a cool Fitzgerald, all right? You might even try to shorten it to Fitz. You're not fucking passing it, bro. It sucks. So why did it happen? He's crushing too much puss. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Even with his back injury, yeah. It could not have possibly been just because a deranged communist wanted to do it. No. During police investigations, Lee Harvey Oswald, the man who assassinated Kennedy, claimed that he was just a patsy, that the killing had bigger implications than just himself. And if you need further proof, he also claimed that he didn't do it, that he never owned a rifle, and that all pictures of him uh, holding guns were completely fabricated. Long shot. Um, and that he was just the fall guy. No, Paige, I'm telling you, all of that is proof because he said it. Because he said it, Paige. Saying something does not make it proof. Do we want? Do we have time and energy to get into our respective JFK theories today? Um. <laughs> Or is it too much? Is it too much for our brains? I don't think we have the time today, but I would love to do just an episode where we both present the argument for our preferred JFK assassination conspiracy theories. And we'll we'll even try to get on an unbiased judge to tell us (laughs) who makes the best case. 
Oh my god, that sounds genuinely terrifying and fun at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so why did this happen? In truth, the Rockefeller family had conspired with the Rothschild family to bribe greedy politicians on both sides of the political spectrum in order to form the Unified Globalist Party as a way to launder un oh god unbacked Jew money into the military industrial complex. Okay. Did they call it Jew money? Um, what is going on? Some of them did. Uh, Q never Q never uses slurs, at least not early in first Q. Um, oh yeah, that's. It, are we going to get to the fact that there might be two Qs today, or is that next week? That's definitely going to be next week. Okay. And it is. There's. I mean, there are more than one Q, and we'll, we'll get into that. We'll we'll definitely get into that. Um, the only thing that was standing in this unified globalist party's way was an Irish Catholic womanizer with back problems by the name of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. See, John F. Kennedy had his own independent wealth. He didn't belong to a political dynasty like the Bushes or the Clintons. He was a true outsider here to shake things up. And knowing they couldn't buy him off, they got Nixon's infamous White House plumbers, That's right, the same guys who got caught doing the Watergate Watergate scandal. They pulled off the most intricate and well-thought-out assassination in history. Impossible. Pinning it it all on Lee Harvey Oswald. Why are you saying impossible? These are facts, Paige. They're not. Um, I have have questions. Um, Please. Do they, first of all, do they have any idea the kinds of things that Kennedy stood for and wanted to bring about? Because I feel like if they did, they'd hate him because he was, at least for the time, fairly liberal. I think that there is such a huge amount of cognitive dissonance that it needs to be applied in order to believe these truths that I hold to be true. Um... Which I need to be very clear, I do not, and it is not real. <laughs> None of this is real. <laughs> uh, right, right, of course. They, they, they don't. They have enough knowledge to realize that John F. Kennedy did not want to put enough pressure on communists, or at least not enough pressure. Uh, according to the CIA. So they know that that's one of the reasons that things were contentious with the CIA. And they use that as a reason for why he needed to be assassinated because they claimed that the Rockefeller family wanted to mine for gold in, I believe, Iran. Uh, and that there was a communist overthrow happening at the time or that they caused one to happen and that would only be allowed if we had a president that was stronger on communism. So they needed to get rid of him so that they could install somebody that would let them operate this shadow war in Iran so that the Rockefellers could get that mining contract. You have a face like you don't understand or believe the truths that I'm sharing yeah, with no, you. No, I I'm lost. Uh now I'm lost. Lost <laughs> in the thrill of it all. Um 
this is what I was talking about when I told you that sometimes you're just like, wait, but why? And then you will look through hours of research and then you know less than when you start. That is how I feel because I also I'm like, I'm pretty sure like most of, of the shifts in the Middle East, at least Iran and Afghanistan, a couple start to happen in the 60s and 70s. So like I, that is after Kennedy, but it's it's a bit of a ways like it's not like immediate. And also a lot of the McCarthyist regime around communism at the time functioned from a complete misunderstanding of what communism was, is and wanted. They didn't really understand who was communist and who wasn't and if that was a threat or not because they believed that like just communist countries would band together that's how we end up in vietnam when we shouldn't have fucking been there so like i don't believe any of this (laughs) yeah it's it doesn't make any sense it also operates what's kind of funny is it operates with communism both being a very bad thing uh sort of like Claiming that modern day communists are what McCarthy thought communism was. Right, right. But it, but it also, again, it, it, they claim that JFK didn't want to meddle. I guess that's the, the route you look at it. They are claiming JFK doesn't want to focus on foreign affairs, wants to keep everything at home and like fix America's problems. But we need to meddle in foreign affairs if the global elites are going to take advantage of their resources. Does that make sense? It it does, except not with history, uh, because like like JFK Bay of Pigs, like that's him, right? Like the that was during his time. So like that's foreign affairs. So Yeah. Like, but but that but but the but, uh, but the problem is the Rockefellers didn't get gold from that, so it doesn't matter, Paige. See, th- these people need to go back to fucking school, right? <laughs> like I'm not even good at U.S. history. I'm not I'm not particularly good at history, and even I'm like, no, this don't yeah. make sense. This is this is what's so frustrating is that you're looking for logic where. There is all none you, to be found. Yeah, sure. all, all I need to do is come up with five different reasons, and if you try to refute it, I go, Psh, shows what you know. Do your own research. And then uh, I can dis- dismiss you as being false and not knowing, and, and being a sheeple, being not woke to the truth, because the, the truths that you hold to be true are the ones that have been force-fed to you. Um, let me explain. Over time, this deep state became intertwined with the government. The deep state being the Rothschilds, uh, which are the European Jewish family that is funding um, the organization put together by the Rockefellers and the CIA. Uh, the Pentavrit. Yeah, I got you. This cabal sort of intertwines itself with our government, abolishing any difference between Republicans and Democrats. And that is why all of this bipartisan bullshit that you see on TV, it is all for show to protect the interests of the unified globalist party who is actually in control. And the reason that you've been been led to believe this, believe that there is such a divide is because of the deep state, because after the globalists and the CIA goons took out Kennedy, they implemented Operation Mockingbird, Page. Operation Mockingbird is a large-scale PSYOP campaign in which the CIA took control of the American media in order to serve their propaganda and their lies. That is why the... That is... Sorry. 
That is why you only ever seem to see things on the news that piss you off and why the only place you can talk about them is on Facebook page. I feel like there's one thing at the core of all of this. Uh-huh. Anti-Semitism. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this is a lot of people being racist and hating Jewish people. That's kind of what it sounds like to me. See, the problem with that is the reason that it feels that way is only because it is. Yeah, and, okay. And so, and so that it makes it hard. Look, Paige, it makes it hard to say that it's not anti-Semitic when it is anti-Semitic. So right, don't make right. me defend my beliefs to you. I, I um, wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Again, I need to say this every 15 minutes. I don't believe any of this. <laughs> but it is. it is fascinating it is fascinating stuff to read and again i feel like i told you many times uh behind the scenes while i've been writing these episodes that it is so frustrating to read into this shit and be like damn you really believe that damn bitch you live like this that's crazy because this <laughs> makes no fucking sense makes no sense so eventually, as they amassed all of the world's wealth, the deep state moved on to a more sinister goal. The heads of the globalist party started practicing ancient satanic rituals that involved child abuse, torture, and murder so that the bodies of their uh, victims can be harvested for adrenochrome, which is an elite drug that has the ability to prolong life itself. And now, at the center of it all was the next in-line candidate, the scripted winner of the 2016 election, <laughs> Hillary Clinton, Paige. Except that she didn't win. Like, Oh, I'm getting to it, baby. Okay, all right, all right. According to Q, back in 2010, during the aftermath of the Haiti earthquake, the Clinton Foundation stole countless funds from other nations under the guise of emergency aid. But instead of using this money to uh, help the people of Haiti, they used it to traffic thousands of children from Haiti, all to be used in these sick, twisted rituals. And in order to pay off all this money, she needed to become the next president. And as the deep state prepared to rig yet another election, implementing another planned and subservient president, a small, sorry, I'm taking this very seriously, a, a, a small group of rebels within our own government that call themselves white hats took action. <laughs> Oh, I, I promise I'm taking this seriously. These, <laughs> these uncorrupted cells of political freedom fighters had spent their time hiding in the shadows, building a case against all of the satanic pedophiles. <laughs> oh my God. We're not even done yet, Paige. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, that is when several top military members secretly approached Donald Trump, who they believed to be the next John F. Kennedy, a.k.a. an outsider who would come in and drain the swamp. I mean, think about it, Paige. They're both independently wealthy in that <clears throat> they inherited a bunch of their wealth. But also, um, as court cases have proven this week, they ain't that wealthy. No, no. <laughs> Money is a lie. Okay, well, they both didn't come from political dynasties, although Trump loves appointing his family and his father threatened to run for office several times and the Kennedy family members have held office in America since the 1800s. Yeah, Paige. yeah there's that, yeah. 
So with a deep understanding of reaching the masses and a bold belief that politicians kind of suck sometimes, Donald Trump was clearly the only man fit to lead this revolution. The one that would bring the White Hats plan to fruition. A plan that they called the storm. It all started a year ago, like a year ago from when this was taking place, so 2016. Mm -hmm. And it started with them helping Trump win the 2016 election, which would prove difficult since the globalist-run media <laughs> portrayed Trump so poorly. Um, that's why he came off so bad. <laughs> sure, know? yeah, that's it. No, that's definitely it. <laughs> but anyone who was really listening could pick up on the little breadcrumbs of references to fighting the deep state, to draining the swamp, and making America great again. Like back before the great takeover of 1963. Both the Democrats and Republicans secretly working for our evil overlords tried to keep Trump from getting on the ballot. Not to mention the fact that the White Hats had to actively run a covert operation to stop them from stealing the election. But even still, Donald Trump won. Knowing that this was essentially a declaration of war against the deep state and that it revealed the rebels' existence, it was time to kick things into third gear. In secret, the White Hats in the Department of Justice, led by Trump's appointed special prosecutor, Robert Mueller, oh, started, started compiling hundreds of thousands of sealed indictments. That is why the Mueller investigation happened page officially... The FBI was investigating the possibility of Russian collusion, a lie that was promoted by the lamestream media and their CIA bosses. But in reality, the director of the FBI was working closely with Trump to bring it all down, Paige. This is infuriatingly stupid. <laughs> <laughs> These these charges against many major Democrats, celebrities, and the elite would finally bring this cabal to an end in one violent day of reckoning. The satanic pedophiles, the Hollywood left that served as their propaganda arm, and the, Jesus Christ, the European Jewish financers that bankrolled the whole operation would be arrested, tried quickly, and sent to Guantanamo Bay. Many of them would be executed. Most of them would face military tribunals. The storm, as it was called, would be the single most life-changing event to ever happen in all of human history. But in a last-ditch effort to get the public on their side, the deep state-sponsored media would try to discredit the arrests and try to call Trump's legitimacy into question, like by trying to indict him, trying to impeach him, trying to say that he broke the law somehow. And you have to know that all of that stuff isn't true. It's just misinformation. And you shouldn't listen to anything that says Donald Trump did a bad job. Okay. I'll be sure to not listen to anything that says he did a bad job. Uh, what about the everything? Like the uh, everything that says everything he says he did a bad job what about uh, that's um you know you're just not woke enough you blue pilled well you know what i like blue 
that this is where Q comes in because despite the rest of this being complete horseshit, all right, I need to be very clear. All of the things that I've just shared with you are absolutely and provably false. Q clearance though is actually a real thing. It is the security clearance used by the Department of Energy to access top secret restricted data, national security information, and secret restricted data. If Q clearance sounds familiar to you, it might be because it is a huge plot point in the movie Oppenheimer in which they determine whether or not J. Robert Oppenheimer gets to keep his Q clearance. Um, which, funny enough, that that causes Christopher Nolan to become part of the conspiracy. Like, why would he release this video, this explosive movie that talks about how important Q clearance is? And if you think about it, wasn't the Joker trying to red pill Batman, Page? I hope not. But yeah, he was. <laughs> in the, at least in the most recent Batman film, sure. Also, here's just like a little fun fact for you, because uh, Q clearance sounds super mysterious. Like it sounds like you have to get through A through P clearance first. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But it actually it just comes from the later half of the Manhattan Project, where individuals who needed to access, uh, you know, classified information, top secret information, they were asked to take a personnel security questionnaire for their background check. And the three tiers of clearance came from the name of the personnel security questionnaire. P clearance, S clearance, and Q clearance. P clearance means that you didn't need access to restricted data. S clearance means that you didn't need access to the data, but you needed to be allowed in places where it might be. And Q clearance means that you get everything. You get access to everything. You get to be where anything is. You can know all of the secrets. About 92,000 people in America have Q clearance right now. 92,000 <laughs> people. That's a lot of people. It's there. I was reading something about how many people have top secret access uh, or or clearance security clearance and it's like 1.5 million americans have Jeez. top secret clearance which to me is fucking ludicrous that's a lot but that's also here's the thing anytime you've got a conspiracy or something where you have to keep a secret the smaller you can keep that group the better so if a million people had access to all this information everyone would know it right yeah. like you can't keep stuff that quiet a hundred percent. And and this former Anon claimed to be one of those 92,000 people with Q clearance. And their role in this entire thing was to assist with the quelling of the inevitable civil unrest that would be enacted um, when these arrests started happening. And this plan to awaken everybody to the truth was called the Great Awakening. Oh, by, God. <laughs> by leaving breadcrumbs that people using military intelligence could use to follow the white rabbit on the internet, which is kind of like the world's biggest skiff, they could find out the truth. Now, if you are thinking, hey, all of that is either provably bullshit or at best a misleading half-truth, congratulations, you picked the blue pill and you are now complicit in the crimes of the deep state. Um, so, yeah, why don't we enlighten you? By looking at why people choose the red pill, huh? Oh, because it is a convincing argument, Paige. I it feel is like I'm... not a convincing argument. This is, 
Oh, God. This hurts my brain. <laughs> this is a taste of what I had to go through. <laughs> this is infuriating. <laughs> like, it's so provably false. Like, immediately provably false. At this point, I'm like, you have to choose ignorance to believe this. You yeah. have to. Yeah. The answers are so easily out there. What I love so much, by the way, is that when you go when you go to find Q research stuff, because it's not going to come up on like an easy Google search, you really got to dig for this stuff. There are websites that have uh, compiled a list of every Q post ever. And some of them have, like, if you click on them, you can read breakdowns of every single line and the possibilities of what they mean. And that is the hardest part because you, like, I am giving you the compiled list of what most people <laughs> believe who believe right. QAnon. But I had, I, Paige, this is my whole life. Like, the last part of this week was just reading. <laughs> through this and being as infuriated as you are right now so i feel like you can best explain why people get hooked on q drops by looking at three tiers of believers and for shits and giggles i am going to call them p clearance s clearance and q clearance. <laughs> great because at each level you get closer to the source and you become uh you become closer to the deeper understanding of the principles and beliefs that this whole thing is based off of. So first up, we have surface level believers who I feel like have P clearance into QAnon lore. This is the vast majority of believers. People who have never been on 4chan or 8kun or 8chan. People who couldn't tell you what a fucking JPEG is, all right? It's Hank Hill. That's who it is. It's right, Dale right. Gribble, all right? It's it's that level of shit. Um, we'll cover the spread of Q next week, but as you probably guessed from Rick Rolling and Lolcats, things pick up steam after they leave the trenches of the internet. These are the people who found out about stuff from YouTube videos and podcasts and Facebook posts. These are your worried uncles and your concerned Karens who glommed onto the Make America Great Again tagline, who, who are told things like, do you feel like politicians have become untrustworthy? Is the, meeting, is the media showing you stuff that you don't want to see? Do you believe our centralized banks are run by heartless elites who profit off of your pain? Well, now, because of QAnon, you have an exact date to point to when you say that America used to be great. November 22nd, 1963, the day that John F. Kennedy was assassinated and a cabal of greedy elites formed a united deep state. It gives you the ability to point at a date and point at what you think are facts and say, that's when they took over the media and made everything so politically divisive and also super gay. Everything got really gay after John F. Kennedy mm -hmm, died. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, a lot of this shit might seem unbelievable or maybe even a little crazy, but look at what you can prove that the government has done. For example, Operation Mockingbird, that thing that we talked about earlier. Now, straight up. This one's complicated because, yes, there was a very real project called Project Mockingbird, where the CIA was caught spying on journalists and newsmen, and it was revealed 
that like an insane amount of news uh, media personnel had connections that were official but not reported to the CIA where they mm-hmm. got their information. And there are multiple accounts of the CIA using both propaganda and American media to said uh, to spread that propaganda. And funny enough, even I can tell you that the idea that the media is run by a single group of people is absolutely buck wild insane to believe because it just like it that's not how the media works i feel like everyone has an understanding of what like executives do and what like have you ever worked with an actor or director there you can't yes (laughs) yes like it's not there's no way that you could ever get any of these people to agree on one thing to do ever anytime it doesn't work so cia bad yes but no cia does not control the entirety of american media but do you know who proved the existence of Project Mockingbird, MK Ultra, and the planned assassination of Cuban President Fidel Castro, and also a bunch of other wild shit that the CIA was up to? A little group called the Rockefeller Commission, who was yep. led by Nelson yep. Rockefeller. That's right. That is right. So this is another one of those cognitive dissonance things where, like, They say that these white hat patriots have been fighting against the CIA, proving that they've done wrong. And part of the people fighting back are people like the agents who reveal that these things are going on. But those people also are part of the Rockefeller family who they accuse of like organizing the deep state itself. So when you learn those two facts, it's like, well hold on now your thing doesn't it like falls like it's the same as communism like it can't be the good guy and the bad guy in the same sentence like right that's not how that works <sighs> but even yeah. even within this contradiction is a point the united states government has done some fucked up shit and sure. people people have been called crazy for believing in conspiracy theories that were later proven to be true And that brings us to our next group, the ones in the trenches. S-clearance is my term for people that were already primed and ready when it comes to following the white rabbit. These are the internet slews who already know exactly which JFK assassination conspiracy theory they believe in, Paige. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or that, you know, the deep state cabal is pulling the strings and that adrenochrome was being extracted from innocent children. It's it's like the people who believed in the truly wild stuff and they didn't really need much convincing. Mm-hmm. Experts have called Q an innovator among conspiracy theorists for gamifying their claims. Here's what they did different. Instead of convincing you with statements or arguing in forums, they came in, they dropped a series of seemingly unconnected questions and then they refused to interact with anybody else. Almost right. as if to say, this is true. Goodbye. You figure it out. And the result is that, well, okay. There's this author named Walter Kern who described it best by saying, the audience for internet narratives doesn't want to read. It wants to write. It doesn't mm. want answers provided. It wants to search for them. So not only did Q connect the dots on multiple other conspiracy theories, but it put the duty of indoctrination onto you as an individual. You have to indoctrinate yourself. And also 
you could decide exactly how entrenched you wanted to become. It meant that you could believe in just the pedophile stuff. You could believe in a lot more shit. Like you could believe you could be part of the subsection that believes that, um, that, <laughs> that John F. Kennedy Jr. faked his death and oh, was going God. to come back on the anniversary of his father's death, standing in the square where his father was murdered to take his rightful place as Donald Trump's vice president. There are people who believe this full heartedly. Then there's also a subsection within that group who believes that the cabal of satanic pedophiles are also descendants from an ancient race of lizard-like aliens that inhabit fake bodies and their eyes close front to down like a Star Wars door page. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it can truly be mixed and modified to fit in any out there idea that you are passionate about. You can use QAnon to basically bolster any conspiracy that you think of it can all tie back in together also and this cannot be overstated i guess also it allows for you to believe that no matter how many friends and family you lose during your search there they will eventually come running back when the storm hits because they are just not able to do the research for themselves. They're too indoctrinated. They're not going to believe it. But eventually there will be a grand moment of vindication where all of your research, all of your decoding, it will mean that you are part of human history. You are a huge like player in this thing that would forever change the way that the world works. You would be solidified forever as a patriot for the betterment of America. And finally, there are those closest to the origins of all of Q's greatest claims, those who I am giving their own special Q clearance designation. These people, surprise, surprise, are actual racists, like straight yep. up for real racists. <laughs> now, okay, do I think all believers in QAnon are racist? Not necessarily. Do I believe a majority of them are racist? Very much so, yes. Yeah. But, but those who were the easiest to get on board by far were the extremely vocal racists, anti-Semites, and bigots. Because in case you were somehow able to not pick up on the unsubtle anti-Semitic references in all of the Q lore that we just talked about mm -hmm, mm -hmm. being super anti-Semitic, let me break it down for you. First up, you've got the idea that the Rothschilds, a European Jewish family, controls all of Europe and America's central banks. This idea is so old that you can find a racist cartoon talking about the Rothschild family all the way back from the 1800s. Right. Economic anti-Semitism is the idea that all Jews are wealthy, stingy, and greedy, that powerful Jews control the world's business, and that they believe that it is okay to cheat non-Jews and that Jews use their power to benefit their own kind. This has been a problem since, like, always, since forever. This has been a thing right. that people have alleged. It is very, very shitty. And the part about worshiping satan and drinking the blood of the young to stay young that goes all the way back to the medieval era when christians alleged that jewish people murdered their children to use their blood to make matzah for passover which like matzah doesn't even have blood in it like no specifically there's not it's it's a very bland food um yes. you know it, that's so that's really dumb 
Yeah, if you're gonna say something has blood in it, just make it like lox or something salty. Or like, come sausage. On. Like, yeah, their blood sausage exists. It's a thing. Yeah. <sighs> but we have seen. Or these... it's Passover. Say that they're using their blood over the doorway. Like, there's literally a blood thing in the story, and they're not even. Nah, that's too. That one part's too obvious, Paige. You got to think more covert. Where sure, would, sure. Where's the last place you would expect there to be blood? <laughs> Matzah, honestly. Matzah. That's where they did it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. All of this stuff we have seen come back time and time again, and most famously throughout history, and something we've definitely talked about before, are the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. The Protocols of the Elders of Zion was an anti-Semitic text that was published in 1903, but that claimed to be an ancient text that was used by the leaders of the Jewish faith. It details the Zionist plot to control the world's banks, the media, and to destroy all non-Jewish civilization. The book was reported to be fact and was used in schools throughout Nazi Germany. But even more recently, it has popped up as required reading from some of the top voices in the Q community, which I'm just now realizing should be q community. I already called it. Um, <laughs> Please don't tweet me about it. <laughs> this included people like uh, 2022 Arizona Congress candidate Mary Ann Mendoza, who retweeted information about the Rothschild, adding that, quote, the protocols of the elders of Zion are not a fabrication. Oh, God. 78% of Americans who believe that the protocols of the elders of Zion describe an actual plan of attack also believe in QAnon. There is a reason why so many hate groups and white nationalists have backed Q and their claims. It is the same stuff that they have been saying all along, just wrapped up in a different package. Now, next week, we'll dive into how these ideas spread and how it changed the landscape of American politics forever. But before we go, I want to read you something that I found while I was researching all of these conspiracy theories. It mm -hmm. is a psychological profile, quote, it is apparent that he was moved by an overriding hostility to his environment. He does not appear to have been able to establish meaningful relationships with other people. He was perpetually disconnected with the world around him. His search for what he conceived to be the perfect society was doomed from the start. He sought for himself a role in history, a role as the great man who would be recognized as having been in advance of the times. End quote. After everything that we have learned, that feels like the perfect way to summarize the average follower of QAnon. But maybe ironically, that is an excerpt from the report that the Warren Commission released on Lee Harvey Oswald <laughs> <laughs> and his motives by killing JFK. I wasn't even, I was reading about the assassination. If he even did. If he even did. Oh, thank you for correcting me. Oh my God, I almost let that slip. Uh, and with that ominous, heavy-handed send-off, we look forward to seeing you next week in, thankfully, our final episode on QAnon. Yay! Oh, Paige, I did it. I did it. You did it. You did it. All right, I'm going to ask you a quick question. How much mm -hmm. of that did you already know? A lot of it. Uh, the the I could not figure out the JFK connection 
just every time I would read about it, I would be like, this makes no sense. Like he did. This is not accurate. But like you explaining it, I'm like, I understand why they believe that. That doesn't mean it makes any sense. That was, I guess that was perhaps the hardest dot to connect where every website that I found, at least every website still up that I found, um, including a lot connected to like key players in QAnon that we'll get into next week. When I went through their decodings, they would just kind of be like, okay, when they, when he talks about JFK, he's talking about how on November 22nd, 1963, he was assassinated because the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds created the unified globalist party. And I would go, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Take me from A to B dog. Yeah. Cause I, I don't, what does that even mean? And then anytime you like, look it up to like get into it, people are like, yeah, it just happened. Like move past that part. It it happened. That's the important part. And I go, no, 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 no. I need you to, Lay out what your bullshit is. For what me. you think happened. Now, I have heard this in kind of a different context is where I've heard a lot of it, um, because a lot of this is some of the same basis for things like David Icke's uh, thoughts around reptilians. Uh, and and again, he'll just be like, when I say Jews, I don't mean Jews. And you're like, bruh, <laughs> you are anti-Semitic. <laughs> Let's stop it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the reason it sounds so familiar to all of those things is because they're just, it's just repackaged anti-Semitism. Like, yes, that's yeah. what I mean when I say, okay, the people following QAnon, do I think all of them are racist? No, I think that they're accidentally being anti-Semitic because I don't think they understand the things that they believe, if that makes right. sense. And also something that like, I feel like I didn't harp on enough, maybe because I was doing my whole stupid bit about how much <laughs> I believe this. Right. Shit. Sure. Uh-huh. But like it also some people, some people just relish in the fact that it, it means that the world is simple and like that there are good and bad and good and bad exist in clearly defined terms and that there mm. are, there are the everything bad that has ever happened that has been part of American history is because of the satanic pedophiles. Like literally, I mean, not literally, but like it, think of it like star Wars or the empire. You right. don't in the original star Wars, there's no justification for why the empire is evil. They're just evil. They're just right. the bad guys. And so it makes it very easy to root against them when you go, they're the bad guys. And then right. the, it makes you feel better when there are good people within the government and you're part of this fight that is like fighting for this this side of good, like unambiguous good. Yeah, well and I think that's I think that's maybe part of where I it loses me, right? Because I think that humans are complicated yeah. just in general, which therefore makes Governments complicated, uh, nations complicated, conflicts complicated. All of it's complicated. Everyone has different wants and needs. Everything is is way more. It can't just be a binary of good and evil. I don't think there is a. You couldn't point to a country and be like unequivocally good. No, it's a bunch of different people making a bunch of different decisions. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Some of that changes based on the vantage point of the person seeing it. So to be like, oh, these are the good guys. These are the bad guys. And I'm like, no, 
these are guys. Yeah. And you kind of have to constantly look at what's going on. I feel like uh, I was talking with Andrew Roses, friend of the show, Andrew Roses, mm-hmm, everybody. Mm-hmm. I was talking with Andrew Roses uh, over coffee recently, and I was <laughs> detailing, as I do with everyone now, everything that I've learned about <laughs> QAnon. <laughs> but I'm so I, sorry, Andrew. <laughs> I know. I've also shared the frustration that I've had, and I've shared it multiple times on this 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 podcast, that reading this stuff is really upsetting because uh, I don't think I'm like a, 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 an expert in history, but I focus on history. Like, sure. Between the two of us, I... I am not as good at relating to why people believe the things that they believe because it is so frustrating. And so because of that, I often tend to take the historical factual, I can prove that this happened history thing because that is what interests me. The ability to say like, I can provide evidence that this thing happened. Right. Um, And so like, when you look at certain things, like for example, uh, last week when we talked about Anthony Weiner, and I don't know that we talked about it in this episode, but like there is convincing evidence that Anthony Weiner was going to release information or do something about um, corruption on Wall Street and within yep. like the stock market. And that the leaked information of him being a pedophile was leaked in order in like retaliation of that, Um, which means that a slam dunk story of skeezball pervert is skeezball pervert becomes skeezball pervert actually was going to try to do something unrelatedly good. And then information that they're a skeezball pervert was known for however much time and right. only revealed when it was beneficial to somebody else being a skeezball piece of shit. A hundred percent. And so like, that is the truth within all of this stuff is that like, I guess this is my second point is with, within that look at the idea that like we talk about different vantage points. I don't, th- when people say make America great again, it's really hard for me to ever relate to a time when America was great because yes. I look so factual at history. You can go like, okay, well, what about when we were sending people to the moon? And it's like, yeah, when we were doing like all this other shit, like right. even within the confines of the story, like, oh, you mean when the CIA was perfecting torture and using LSD to try to figure out how to mind control people? Yeah, that sucked. That was a sucky time for our civilization. Well, and, and I, I think there's also... I feel like it's a lot easier for some people to try and identify certain times in America as great because they did not experience hardship the other way that the, mm-hmm. the way that other people did. So even when people are like, well, what about when we put people on the moon? And I'm like, oh, you mean when I couldn't have a bank account because I'm a woman like that kind of shit where it's like, oh, you mean when it was harder for me to get a job and most people like me couldn't go to college and I didn't really have social agency? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's a good time for you? Cool. Great. Yeah. You know, and I think that's kind of what people forget, too. It's like a good make America great for who? For whomst? <laughs> yeah follow the breadcrumbs you asshole yeah. and for be- what yeah yeah it's just that i guess that's what i mean is that like 
there is no good and evil. It's all just a big blob of shitty gray. And that's this story more than any other where the lie is so frustrating. And then the truth is also frustrating. Right. Yes. (laughs) Makes it so much more difficult because it's just like, I wish I could just come in here like with any of this stuff. Like, yeah, like Operation Mockingbird it's not real to the extent they say it's real, but it's definitely like there's evidence to back it up. Also within researching stuff, like I used to believe that it was a proven point that, that the CIA was selling cocaine directly to drug dealers and then use that money to like pay the Contras. But if you actually look at the evidence, it's like you can make the argument, but it's actually really hard to prove the direct ties and like all the right, I don't know. Yeah. So like you just I don't know. The the truth is is that everything sucks. And uh I wish I could end, <laughs> end everything with a more positive note. You know what? I'll share a little tidbit from my life that made my day better go. today. I found a recipe on TikTok on how to make corn tortillas out of corn itself, and it's surprisingly easy. And it's basically just adding the one step of turning corn into masa. And uh, you could just buy masa, bro. Yeah, but I don't want to buy masa because uh, okay. when I was a kid, sometimes there was bugs in that shit and it scared me and now I hate it. It's just okay. like weevils and flour where yeah. uh, Griff pointed out, Griff Milton, also friend of the show, um, made me aware of the fact that there are bugs and flour that just exist and they're always yeah. there and they just they just become alive if you leave the flour for long enough. Yeah, if you just don't store your flour in an airtight container. Yeah, I don't... But cooking them kills all of them. Sure, 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 but they're still there, and that sucks. So, I don't know. Hey, I'm Armando Torres. Do you want (laughs) to... Do you want to send me a meme to cheer me up? Because, Because, again... I said it as a joke. I don't mean it as a joke. I want to fucking move to the middle of nowhere with a great internet reception and just play video games for the rest of my life and never talk to anybody ever again. I don't know if this will cheer you up, but Jake (laughs) is doing this thing where he's trying to watch horror movies that he's never seen one Uh a day for basically this entire month. And so he was looking through the offerings and found this one. uh, And I'm going to read the title to you. Uh, (laughs) PMS cop director's cut. <laughs> now the tagline just says, do you want to guess what the tagline is? Oh, uh, I got three guesses. All right. Here's my right. first one. Things get bloody. Okay. Um, that's a, that's a good one, but it's not accurate. Okay. Two. All right. <laughs> You're a woman now. <laughs> it's also great. Not it. Three. Oh God. Okay. Um, PMS cop. PMS <sighs> cop. Damn. Talk about a ragtag team. <laughs> That's so all of those are better than this. It is her time of the month. <laughs> Fuck that rock. And if you don't believe me. Oh, oh PMS cop director's cut. It's her time yep. of the month. It's oh, her time my of the month. God. I also want to specify before anyone says anything, I'm not implying that having a, uh, a menstruation cycle makes is what defines you as a woman. No, of I'm putting not. myself in the headspace of somebody who of makes somebody who a, would write the movie PMS Cop. Yeah, director's mm-hmm. cut. Director's cut. I like the idea that it's a ragtag team because that could be any number of 
people of any number of variations, genders, creeds, orientations uh, that are all here to PMS together <laughs> for their time of the month. You know what, Paige? That did make me feel better. Genuinely. That did You're improve welcome. my mood. All right. Hey, look, my name's Armando. If you want to send me a meme or something to cheer me up, or just tell me about some general good news you got going on in your life, um, hit me up. I'm on social media at Mondo Does Stuff, M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff, all one word. That's Instagram, Twitter, tit, Titch, Twitch. <laughs> Titch is like Twitch, but I just show my boobies. Um, TikTok, you know, all that fun stuff. Go there hang out do stuff um i'm gonna be in new york in a couple of weeks i guess and i'm hoping that my shit doesn't get flagged for all the stuff i've had to look up over the past several days i'm sure you're uh, well i hope you're fine <laughs> i always get extra search at the airport anyways so how's that for make america great again anyway okay i'm getting out of the hole I'm, I'm digging myself out of the pit i'm gonna be in new york i'm gonna be doing a bunch of fun stuff i'm trying to book some shows i'll let you know about them go follow me on instagram it's mondo does stuff m-a-n-d-o does stuff all one word i already said that if you like my voice if you like my jokes go watch another show that i do called the rooster teeth podcast at roosterteeth.com or at rooster teeth pod no Mm. Or youtube.com slash at Rooster Teeth Podcast. Uh, that's the at symbol Rooster Teeth Podcast. All one word. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Good night. Good luck. Good, 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 good riddance. Hey, it's your girl. I'm here every week. If you like my voice, you can hear it on Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod, uh, as you know. If you are in the Bay Area, uh, the week of October 22nd, I will be at the Sacramento Punchline October 22nd for Roast Battle. I am judging and doing stand-up. I'm not battling, but I will be doing stand-up. So if you want to see that, you can. Uh, and then I'll be at Cobbs in San Francisco on the 24th. Uh, again, judging and doing stand-up. So you get to see stand-up and some amazing roast battles by other people who are actually really, really good at it. So it, it'll be a good show no matter what. Uh, so keep your eyes on my socials for that. Uh, that's at Rampage Wesley on Instagram and TikTok and at Paige Wesley on Twitter because I refuse to call it X. Okay, bye. <laughs> Honestly, a pretty good move. Uh, and if you want to follow us on social media, you can at Colt Podcast on Instagram. Or on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show. You can also send us one of them newfangled email messages to ColtPodcastShow at gmail.com. Yay! And if you want to send us your diorama of how the Kennedy assassination actually happened, complete with an included <laughs> CD for a PowerPoint, you can send that to 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237, like, like the, the Shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065. You've been to the, you've been to the Dallas site, right? I have not been to the site. I've been I've only been to Dallas like once because that's where we fly in when we see Jake's family. But we don't usually spend a lot of time there. We usually go east immediately. Mm. I so I used to go on a trip to Texas. I don't know how often, but definitely more than once. And I've gone to uh, the, the, the spot where JFK was assassinated. I've been there at least two times. And I don't know if he was doing this as a bit. I've. 
I I really hope so because it's very funny, but I also don't think he was funny enough to do this. Both times, I have a clear memory of my stepfather going to the grassy knoll, picking up a leaf of grass, and then looking over like across the way and going, yeah, I see it. And then just <laughs> walking away. It's funnier if he was being serious. <laughs> if he was just like, I see it. And now, yeah. Miller time. <laughs> there he is, everybody. Miller time dude himself. Mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. All right, Paige, take us home. Uh, I think for this one, I'm going to say don't drink adrenochrome. Like, don't mm-hmm. kill kids for adrenochrome, obviously. And don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. Yeah.